1: Happy Sunday and welcome to another TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, John Jackson. There's only one place we can start, really. That is with the latest transfer news as Raheem Sterling edges ever closer to completing his move from Manchester City to Chelsea. Let's hear from three blokes who'd probably have a good night out with you. Here's the former Chelsea striker Tony Cascarino, TalkSports Alex Crook and the former Liverpool striker Dean Saunders all speaking on TalkSports. thought it would have happened by now um, to
3: be honest because we know that uh, personal terms have been agreed he's happy with a contract on offer from Chelsea he's actually getting a pay rise on his current wage at Manchester City so no issues there you can only sell him to a rival because he's a level of where it's a Champions League team it's a top four team you know Raheem's not going to go to a mid table team anywhere he's going to go to a Champions League team without a doubt or a team in this you know in the Premier League of a top four he will help them Bridged the gap, but was it 16, 17 points behind Mm. Manchester City? That's a big gap. It's just come to the time of one year to go. A club that's coming after him is only going to be a big team. You know, how many clubs are going to give him a pay rise from Man City? Really? So it has to be an elite team. Sterling will make them better, but they still need, for me, three or four top players to get anywhere near Liverpool or Manchester City. He's a little bit like Mo Salah will miss chances. But he gets a lot of chances. Raheem misses chances. And he gets a lot. And he converts enough times to justify his numbers. Chelsea have got to do better, Faye. I said this in the week. Chelsea can't afford to be just finishing third and be top four and try and get to the domestic cup final. Chelsea need to be back fighting for the Premier League. That's what Chelsea fans are used to. He'll get to that byline. He'll create chances. And he'll score lots of goals for Chelsea. Raheem's downside is that he probably doesn't convert as much as his, his chances. You know, the chances he gets in front of goal, he's just not as good a finisher as you'd expect with his numbers. He only started 23 games last season, mm-hmm. and he averages 15 goals a season, which is good for a wide player. I think Sterling, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give him to somebody else. There's never a guarantee on a transfer, I say that all the time, but I do think it's a terrific signing, because he does things that very few wide men can do.
1: Well, staying with football, England take on Norway tomorrow in their second match of Euro 2020. The game's live on TalkSport from 7pm. And here's striker Ellen White, the former Lionesses striker Faye White, and midfielder Kira Walsh, who've all been speaking ahead of tomorrow's match in Brighton.
4: I think lots of countries are in a good position, so are we, I think.
3: Heads it down, Williamson with the shot, blocked in the area, and then volleyed back in, and what a tremendous goal from Rachel Daly.
4: I think Norway are obviously a great side,
5: I think they have some world-class players, but I feel like there's so many teams in this tournament that
4: that have that. In the
1: penalty area, shooting position, and Blackstead finds the net,
4: and Norway I think that Norway, when they have that quality in front of goal, it's so difficult to stop. Maybe we could have scored a few more goals or, or made some better decisions in that final third, but ultimately, I think, you know... It's, it's room for us to grow in this tournament. It's only game one.
5: You know, we've got a big game coming up on Monday and we know that we need to put in a performance then as well.
6: If we get to the latter stages, everyone won't remember this first game no. that happened. There were more chances on another day. You know, that is one thing I think with the England team, especially in the first half They And when they get to the latter stage, they have to take these chances that they're creating.
5: You know, we're not looking to be the finished product in the first the first game. We want to get through all the way to the end and that's when we want to be putting in our best performances.
6: Yeah, without doubt, the toughest test. Norway have won uh, the championship, won major tournaments before, um, and are starting to come back to that level.
4: They're a phenomenal team. I think this this group is is a really tough group. Um, but yeah, we we watched it, we've analysed it, and we're fully focused on on what we can do. They've
6: got a lot of players that do play in the WSL, so England will know you know a lot about them, won't be feared by them, but we'll have to improve our performance.
5: Norway are a, a top team, and we know what to expect from them. Um, I think for us, it's just about focusing on what we can do better in, in our game.
4: And obviously, you know, we're going to give them respect. As I said, they've got some top players. You know, I, I could sit here and name pretty much every team in this tournament who, who are phenomenal and uh, could potentially go on and do really well in this tournament. I think up to now, we've kind of just
5: spoken about, you know,
4: what we can do and,
5: and how we can kind of get rid of those nerves from the first game and, and just get our heads down and really focus on a
4: professional performance on Monday. We want to go into this Norway game and, and hopefully put on a, a really big performance, but um, yeah, they're, they're a great side. Um, they've got some amazing players and, you know, they're really well organised, so it, it'll be a tough game on Monday. I think for us, we're not looking
5: past Monday. It's a, a massive game and, and we're, not, we're not shy about that. You know, we do need to win.
6: You know, there will only be a couple of chances for the teams each in this game um, and England have to be better at taking them.
4: We'll continue to grow, hopefully, and, and you know, we've been out on the training field and uh, wanting to improve and, and wanting to develop, and, and hopefully you'll see that on Monday.
1: And you can hear England against Norway live on TalkSport tomorrow evening from 7pm. On to tennis now, and Yelena Rabakina is the new Wimbledon champion after she came from behind to beat Tunisian Ons Jabeur two sets to one on centre court. Here's the best of TalkSport's reaction to the final at SW19
2: there was very little emotion from Alina Rabakina as she became the new Wimbledon ladies singles champion the 6 foot 23 year old had come from a set down to beat Tunisia's Ons 6 366262 the match had really swung her way at the start of the second set she broke the world number 2 and doubled up courtesy of a lucky line call she scored another early break in the third set and stayed on top despite determined efforts from Ons Jabur. Rebakina saving nine break points in the match.
4: I didn't expect that uh, I'm going to be honestly in the second week of uh, Grand Slam at Wimbledon. And uh, to be a winner, I mean, it's just amazing. And uh, honestly, I honestly don't have uh, words uh, to say how happy I am, but uh, it will, I wouldn't be here without my team. I love this tournament so much and... Uh, I feel really sad, but I mean, it's,
5: it's tennis, there is only one winner. Um, I'm really happy that uh, I'm trying to inspire, you know, many generations from my country.
1: Looking ahead to the men's final later this afternoon, it's Novak Djokovic against the bad boy of tennis, Australian Nick Kyrgios, with Djokovic one more win away from a 21st Grand Slam title. Shortly, you'll hear from former tennis player Barry Cowan and current pro Jamie Murray, who's won the mixed doubles at Wimbledon twice. But here's both players first, who've been relishing today's final.
7: It's always a goal to get to the championship match. Every tournament that I play on, particularly Grand Slam, so, of course, I'm very satisfied and pleased that I am putting myself in a, in a position to win the trophy.
8: It's not the way I wanted to, to get to the final, and, you know, as a competitor, I really did want that that match.
7: I'm just looking forward to, to this final and hopefully giving it all and, and winning. It's exciting, you know, to say that
8: I have a chance to play for a Grand Slam singles title after everything is...
7: It's pretty cool.
2: It would definitely be a very interesting match, and you know, you can't knock the fact that Kiros is not, he's never lost to Djokovic before.
7: The experience that I have at this level and playing in the finals against someone that is, has never played the Grand Slam final
8: could be slightly in my favour. The one thing's for sure whether I win or lose on Sunday, I'm going to be happy because it's just such a great achievement that I thought I'd never be a part of. All of a sudden, this is a Wimbledon final, all eyes on him. Can he win a Grand Slam? It's a
7: totally,
8: totally different pressure. You know, since I was born, only eight people have ever won this title.
7: So, like, I don't know. I'm just going to give him my best shot. These are the occasions where he loves, where he thrives, you know, big stage. So, in, in in a way, it's also not a surprise for me that he's there. You no, know, he's been Djokovic twice when they played back in 2017.
8: The women of finals are a different beast. I never thought I'd be here. I never thought that I'd be playing for the actual men's title. I feel like it's the pinnacle of, of tennis.
7: No doubt he's going to be aggressive. I, I expect, uh, expect him to, to do that. I'm going to make sure I get ready for that one and
8: let the better player win. I'm just super proud and I'm just ready to go. You know, I'm going to give it my all and, and we'll see what happens.
1: Moving on to Rugby Union and it was a record-breaking Saturday with Wales beating South Africa for the first time in their history, 13-12 and Ireland beating the All Blacks in New Zealand for the first time ever. England also bounced back to level their series with Australia but here's the reaction from the first two historic games with both head coaches who spoke with Sky Sports News after the match. Zealand
2: 12, Ireland 23. The Irish victorious for the first ever time on New Zealand soil. In this, is their 14th time of trying. They
3: keep turning up time and time again and doing special things for for uh, for Irish rugby for for the Irish people. And um, you know, I'm so glad that they was able to get over the line. Andy
2: Farrell's men were more than good value for their win as well, taking the early initiative with an Andrew Porter try. The big props scored again in the second half in and around 13 points from the boot of the ever-dependable Johnny Sexton.
3: Things are, are, are not always going to go sprightly for you uh, within any game, especially against the world's best, you know, so our composure when we do make a mistake it doesn't change we just stay on point and uh, we got what we deserve
2: we should be in for quite a decider in wellington next saturday morning after it finished in dunedin new zealand 12 ireland 23
3: these lads have created a bit of history but they've earned the right to to try and uh, compete for a series next next week but more importantly more importantly you know we come over here for a reason um, for these young lads to get some game time a big squad and this game on Tuesday night is just as important
2: as this one for us. Full-time, South Africa 12, Wales 13. Wales have made history. They've beaten the Springboks in South Africa for the first time. Josh Adams's late try gives them a one-point victory in the game and it also squares up this series at one game all with a final test to play next week. You know, there was a lot of passion in the change room before the game and at half-time, the boys were still obviously very, very keen to get the job done after last week the Welsh were written off coming into this series most people didn't give them a chance and last week they had their hearts broken South Africa won the game with the final kick but this week they've responded against a much changed Springbok's side just pleased that we got there we, it wasn't easy by any stretch you know the South African team that came out as we knew would uh, as we knew they would played very well and Wales have proven a lot of their doubters wrong a big big victory for Wayne Pivak And his players, it sets up the series nicely. It means we will go down to the final test. The full-time score, South Africa 12, Wales 13. We're in in the race now for for a series next week. It's going to be a huge challenge. It'll be a different South African side, we know. So, uh, yeah, it just makes for a good series. And it's going to be a big week for us. And we'll look forward to it.
0: In four weeks, the typical noon user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
1: And we end today by looking back at the cricket as England slipped to a 49-run defeat in the second T20 against India at Edgbaston. It means they've now lost the series ahead of today's third and final game at Trent Bridge, although they are getting slightly better. They lost the first game by 50 runs. Talk Sports' John Norman was watching.
9: England got off to a great start. 34-year-old debutant Richard Gleeson taking three wickets inside his first eight deliveries. But India recovered, despite again losing two wickets and two balls to leave them reeling at 89 for five. Experience told in the end, though. Jadeja top scoring with 46. India posting 170 for eight and then uh, striking early. Jason Roy went first ball. Butler was caught behind for four when Livingston was bowled for 15. England 27 for three. and Nobody stuck around long enough to make an impression on that run chase. Like the first T20, England never recovered. They lost on Thursday by 50 runs, a slight improvement I suppose today, losing by 49, but it means that England have lost the three-match series to India with one still to play They're 2-0 down after losing at Edgbaston by 49 runs.
1: And you can hear more live cricket across the TalkSport network as we bring you the one-day international series between Ireland and New Zealand on TalkSport 2. The first game of that series gets started at 10.45am this morning. So that's it for another TalkSport Daily podcast. Thank you for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts from. If you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe. Of course, there will be another one of these TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you can that's legal to get your hands on it. But until then, thanks for listening. This has been the TalkSport Daily.